Hello everyone, welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. Um, man, we still haven't got <laughs> used to doing this. We were both just sitting here on the sofa <laughs> saying like, this is just the craziest feeling to think like you're going to push this button and, and then you're going to be going. And once you get going, who knows what's going to happen. So um, we're glad that we are with you and we can be together in this kind of format. But oh my goodness, will we be so grateful when I never have to see Zoom or speak to my iPhone um, again. So yeah, but welcome. And it's kind of cool that we can still meet together as a church family in this, albeit really unusual format. And who knows, maybe Maybe one day I'll get used to it, or we'll get used to it. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> welcome. And we're going to just start this morning by um, celebrating birthdays. Angela's going to read out the list. Um, for most of you, we've been able to get chocolates. But um, yeah, happy birthday if you've had a birthday this week. So we had uh, Isaac Wamala. I think that's how you say it. We all decided that is the coolest last name. Love um, it. He turned five this week and didn't even have happy to go birthday. to school. Happy birthday. And then we had four birthdays yesterday, all on Anzac Day. Autumn Housen and Leo Gatt and Jacob Shaw and Kevin Robertson. So a huge happy birthday to all of you guys. Happy birthday. Wonderful. <laughs> you know, like, so we're, we're going to sort of get into this morning and, and kind of, I've asked Angela to start doing these with me. I find them a lot, I find it a lot more comfortable, <laughs> at least having someone else sitting on the sofa with me. Um, a bit of human interaction as an extrovert. I've been in, in absolute um, sort of withdrawal. So, um, so welcome. You know, for, for most of us looking um, or being here in New Zealand, we're into our fifth week of, of what has been level four lockdown. And, and I guess in, in the next week or so, we go into level three. But, you know, I was quite excited mm -hmm. about that at the beginning, you know, a, a whole level, what, what sort of freedom. And then you kind of look at it and think, oh, that feels like level four in many, many ways, um, but we're just a different number. So, you know, for, for all of us, this, this time represents really a, an, a massive interruption mm -hmm. in our life that, that none of us have obviously prepared for or, or been expecting. And yet there is, there is opportunity in that. And, and I was thinking as, we were, as I was writing this for today, Man, I would have loved to have said, I've um, been sitting here five weeks in, that every one of DJ's fitness workouts I took to heart and did every day. I'd love it if my body looked like I had done DJ's <laughs> workouts every single day. You know, I'd love to say that I listened um, amazingly to each of those Lectio 365 devotions and that my faith is is strong, and that my um, I have just a, a wonderful spirituality that's been strengthened from that. I love to say that our rife bubble has been just embracing all of the all of the challenges put before us. That we've grown in love and kindness and grace to one another. That we've mm. composed beautiful music. That we've created some great TikTok viral videos. That we've um, just been been wonderful creative in this time. I'd love to say all of those things. And for me, um, I've been really surprised because I would consider myself 
kind of like a highly motivated person. Um, so when this started, I sort of had somewhat of this imaginary list of what I'd get done over this time and that included cleaning the windows and Anna does these crazy hard kick workouts and I thought I'll do those with her every day and I contacted a friend who loves to read and she gave me a whole list of books and so I got this app and I thought I'm going to read heaps of books. I thought our relationship would be <laughs> would be amazing over this time. I thought this could be like kind of a romantic little getaway. I don't quite know why I ever thought that. I thought we'd play board games. We've got them sitting down there as a family every night and we'd laugh and it would just be this amazing kind of um, reality. Needless to say, that has not been reality. Um, but even in that, that isn't the complete story of, of this time. The complete narrative of our, of our bubble experience isn't all of the what we haven't done. We have actually done some great things. And even better, it's not over yet, unfortunately. We still have opportunities. So I was kind of reflecting on what have we done? Well, we have eaten really well. And unfortunately, that is the body that I have to prove. So <laughs> I made, that's great. I've tried new recipes and um, made Easter eggs and all of those things which I would not normally do. We've had really long walks in the sun. I've been so incredibly grateful for the weather over this time. I've, we've appreciated the area where we live. We normally head, sort of tend to head towards Scandrits or Scott's Landing for our walks. And we've done those walks with each other and we've done them as a family. We've done some of those walks in complete silence <laughs> because we've been fighting and we've done other walks where we've talked the whole way. We have played family Kahoot nights, um, hence why the Rife bubble took out the quiz night. That and also the fact that I do the Herald quiz online. Um, we have had so many chances to practice saying sorry. We have had even more chances to extend grace to ourselves and to mm -hmm. everyone else in this little bubble of ours. And I think for me, what I've grown is, um, in is responding in a disarming way, in a de-escalating way. I've kind of learned over this time to see it for what it is and walk away. And we've had a chance to notice the little things, and I've really appreciated that. The, mm. the birds, the leaves changing on the tree out the front. I mean, that tree's been there the five years we've lived here, and I don't think I've ever noticed it as much as this year. We've had times to sit out on the deck and enjoy coffee, and whether that's on our own or with the kids or with each other. And yesterday, please report, I actually cleaned all of the windows. So there have been some really great things in this season. Mm. And right, I read during the week, um, and I thought it was the greatest quote, that we are all in the same storm, but we are all in very different boats. Mm. And I thought, what a great way to look at this, that for each of us watching this today, that, that our circumstances are so different. Um, but there, I feel like, we feel like there is value and importance in all of it, and mm. the really crappy stuff of the last five weeks and the really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, personally for me, I have found a sort of so much meaning and so much comfort in sort of kind of looking through the lens of, of the seasons um, to sort of try to interpret and find meaning in the midst of, of where we're at. Um, as a gardener, you know, this idea or the concept or the lens of seasons is so rich with analogy. Angela mentioned we have a um, 
massive liquid amber tree um, out in the front of our house and, and kind of over the five years we've lived here I've had different times of thinking oh I want to cut it down or it's getting too mm. big whatever um, and yet it's sort of this liquid amber tree without any um, effort or, or labor or, in, or involvement in, from me you know I haven't had to tend to it at all um, this tree every year goes through this this incredible transformation of its appearance it goes from from lush and green um, in the summer and in spring sort of budding up and in this time of year with filled with beautiful color um, amazing as, as Angela said color at the moment um, that you can really really appreciate and then as well the season of winter where where it is completely bare and you see really the tree completely stripped back to mm. to really its its essence or what it is at its structure and all of this without any effort or or thing in my part for me i guess you know it's a matter of looking at and being able to see i guess the big part of me or the mature part of me is to be able to see that tree or see life that there is life, that there is purpose, and there is beauty in each one of those seasons and each one of those expressions of that tree. You know, f for me personally, I feel like in my own soul, um, for us, um, that, that we are kind of, I guess winter is probably the closest um, season that we can describe in our own souls. And, and unfortunately, winter is the one season that I... I least look forward to. I find that um, the sort of the idea of winter being so bare and so barren, and and you can almost sort of tend to think that you know, that nothing happens in winter, that that it's a, a time of of not much going on, of dryness, of barrenness, and yet that isn't true. It isn't true in nature, and it isn't true in when we speak about winter of our souls. The, the, the work and the, the happenings of winter in nature, but I also think in us, um, often or always happen just under the surface. It's the unseen that is at work in our winter seasons. It's the things that are actually under, under cover or under surface. You know, for me, I have found, um, you, I'm sorry, you know, it might be one of your benefits of, of us being in lockdown is you're not going to have to hear me whinge about the fact that we haven't gone on our on our um, trip which we were meant to be in Italy Greece and Turkey and part of that trip was my um, study St. Stephen's part of it and so there was actually academic credit for the for the trip that we were going to be on and instead of doing that without having to lose those academic credits Instead of traveling through Greece and Italy and Turkey and seeing all of the amazing sites and exploring the city of the ancient city of Assisi and trying to find out new and incredible um, information or and sites about Francis Saint Francis of Assisi, um, the university has decided to do something probably even better, which is for me to get up early for five Fridays in a row and have a Zoom meeting where we talk about those things as opposed to going through and seeing them. So needless to say, every Friday at probably 10 o'clock when I'm finished that Zoom meeting, my heart is really needs a lot of work. And I have to do some really dig, digging to sort of work through the, what, is, what is the disappointment of the season? What is the, the anger of the season? 
I found, and I'm sure it's just an internal coping mechanism. I got off one of the meetings um, saying to Angela, oh, I'm glad we didn't go on that trip. There was someone in the, in the Zoom meeting who would have been on the trip with me and they were really annoying. Um, and so I said, oh, I'm sure that's one of the reasons why. But needless to say, um, you know, there is something beautiful about winter. And, and I can kind of derive the meaning from, from it when, by looking at nature. The idea that the most beautiful and, and the best fruit of, of, you know, sort of a lot of fruit trees need, for the most part, need a really cold winter to produce that fruit. And so it's an idea that we can have as we look through and we go through our winter season that we can look forward to the fruit, the beauty that will come because of this season. For me, it has been constantly reminding myself of at the very beginning, which feels almost like a lifetime ago, that God encounter that I had where, where um, I really honestly heard his voice say, I am a friend just trying to be kind. And so it's, it's a matter of in this winter season, holding out hope that I will see and I will experience, that we will see, that we will experience a beautiful fruit that has come from this winter season. Um, I, I know, you know, and, and there's a note in that too, is not, don't hold out hope for the season. Don't stop hoping for the warmth and the beauty of the summer, of the, of the springtime, that, that it is that sense of one of the greatest hopes of, of filtering this time through the lens of season is that seasons always change. Mm -hmm. There is a nevertheless of this season that it will pass and we will feel the warmth of spring, that we will feel, feel the, the joy and the happiness of summer again. You know, Scripture encourages us throughout to, to look at our situations, our experiences in, in the context of the lens of, of season. So I'm just going to share um, a few verses that, that kind of relate to this whole idea of, of digging deep and we've been doing a bit of reading and stuff this week and just the source of everything beautiful that we see has got a, it's, its root system. So for us, that's digging deep into Jesus in these times. So these verses, I'm going to start with John 15, verse 5, and these are all out of the New Living Translation. And it says, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And then in Ephesians 3, verses 16 to 19, I love this one. It says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I wonder, you know, in, in this season of, of winter, if that's how you relate, if the most appropriate thing that we can do is to lean into, is to strengthen our root system, strengthen mm -hmm. our connection 
with Jesus. Like I said before, for me, that's come in, in the constant reminder of that encounter that God is my friend and he has good things for me. He's just trying to be kind. And then just one more verse in Colossians 2, verses 6 to 7. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow, grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. You know, in, in every way, it is, about, it is about deepening, it is about extending, it's about spreading out and, and strengthening our connection with Jesus and, and the God who loved this world mm. so much that he sent his son. You know, I'd like um, for us to begin to look at, Angela said at the beginning, you know, that we are, you know, we're all in the same storm and yet, yet we're, we're all in different boats. And I wonder if I'd, I'd kind of like to put a challenge out to us or, or an invitation out for, to mm. us to maybe look at things um, slightly, maybe a little bit different. And that is this week, you know, no, sort of no matter how, how we're feeling, no matter what, what our bubble is looking like. You know, I've heard lots of stories about people, this, this, you know, even within our own bubbles, things are changing so much. And with, with kids going back to school, it's just put a whole new level of, of stress and, and expectation onto families. But no matter what your bubble is looking like, I'd like to kind of issue, I guess, us with a challenge or, or an invitation to, to look up from your boat or look up from your bubble and, and look around to someone else, someone who is around you. And I wonder this week if we could, we could all purposefully set a time aside to worship and connect mm. with God. Um, Dej is doing a wonderful series. And one of the reasons why is I'd love for us in this time to really grow in what worship looks like and, and that practice of worship that we have. We have a, it's one of the amazing opportunities that we have in this season like we've never had before. So, so worship with God, connect with him in whatever way that looks like. And then embrace the practice that we've been doing at Maharangi Vineyard, which when we would meet together, which was after a time of worship, just sit and position yourself in silence, but silence with an expectation that we will hear from God. And with that hearing from God, we would have an expectation that he would speak to us for the express purpose of, of encouraging someone else, someone in outside our bubble or inside our bubble. But look around and, and what has God given, is God going to give you for someone else? And how can you encourage them? Can we as a church shine in this time, can we express the empathy and the love and the care for others that Jesus, that Jesus is the example to us for? That's our challenge. That's my challenge, I guess. Challenge might be hard. That's my invitation to you, no matter what your bubble experience looks like, is, is embrace and lean into the fact that we all have something that we can give away. We can shine a light into someone else's world, into mm. someone else's bubble. So over the next sort of few weeks, we're gonna we're gonna keep looking at this idea of seasons and 
kind of cover some things like how do we trust in this season and how do we do relationships in this season? Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> and what, how do we handle faith and doubt and, and all of those sorts of things. So we're going to do that over the coming few weeks because it's, we're not going to be meeting together for a little while yet. And something else that we have loaded onto the page, I think it'll come on at 11 o'clock this morning, is the local, um, six of the local churches in the area got together and have done a little service of sorts. So if you'd like to watch that, we're going to have that on the page. And that actually finishes with Lyndon and I leading everyone in communion. So if you'd love to take some time today or, or whenever throughout the week with your family and, and you can have communion with us if you'd like to do that. It is, it is just, sorry, I'll enjoy, it is just a great reminder of, of the church is continuing. The church is strong. The church is at her very best in times just like this. And it, the, the whole, that whole service came about from just a Zoom meeting of, of the local ministers, just getting together and encouraging one another, how, how we're all finding this kind of new reality mm -hmm. so different and none of us have been prepared for it. Um, and yet, and yet we are all in this, like the, the story goes, all in the same storm. So it's a really cool opportunity to think that throughout all of the Maharangi region and, and really the world as we're all connected, um, that, that we as followers of Jesus would be leaning into, and particularly in that area of communion, that of all remembering Jesus in this time. So definitely encourage you to get along with that. So I'm just going to end today by praying this blessing over each of you and your bubbles as you go into your week. And I know we went for a walk this week to Scandritz and I was really, we both noticed, we met three different people on that walk and every person was walking for a very different reason. One was walking because they were just escaping their kids and were about to explode and the other couple were retired. Was that us? Or no, <laughs> no, no, that was someone else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we were walking. Um, and the other was a retired couple and they were just loving it. They'd packed a coffee and were going to the end of Scandrits to have a picnic. And then, so just these different encounters on that walk. And I'm like, man, we are, this is so different for each of us. Some of you, this may not feel like winter, it may feel amazing. And if that's the case, man, that's awesome. And I'm mm. super glad for you. But I just want to pray this blessing over each of us as we go mm. into our week. Got my glasses on again. It's <clears throat> blessed are you who bear the light of Jesus in unbearable times, who testify to its endurance amid the unendurable, who bear witness to its persistence when everything seems in shadow and grief. Blessed are you in whom the light of Jesus lives, in whom the brightness blazes, your heart a chapel, an altar, where in the deepest night can be seen the fire that shines forth in you, in unaccountable faith, in stubborn hope, in love that illuminates every broken thing it finds. So God, I just pray for us as a church, God, that you would go before us this week. God, I ask that you would just give us the, the strength, give us the courage to lift our heads and look around. And God, that you would meet us in those times of waiting on you and that all throughout this community this week, people will be encouraged by the light that we carry. So God, I pray for each and every one of us today. God, that you'd be with us, you'd go before us, you'd go behind us. You'd go with us into our weeks and whatever they look like. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for um, sort of gathering together um, for have a look, like I said about the, or like we said about the combined service later on in the day and, and, and participate in that communion. Have a wonderful day and we look forward to seeing you again one day. See ya. Bye.